Amen. Where's my fuzzy stick giver outer? <laughs> ah, Pastor Johnson. Got to keep him on his toes. You're all getting something to play with in this uh, service. And I want to see what you come up with compared to what the um, 9 o'clock came up with. Let's pray. Almighty God, we know, we trust you that nothing comes back fruitless. All that you provide is a fruitful in our lives. We know that you are the great one that provides and that we are always looking for what might be uncertain to come back thriving in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to ask Matt to put the uh, next slide up. So uh, as some of you, or hopefully many of you know, I teach um, yoga on Zoom on Thursdays at 6 o'clock. And if you're brand new to yoga, this is the first pose I make you do. <laughs> so, uh, and then uh, the next slide. And then this is my favorite pose. So I like that one. It's uh, usually called child's pose or it's a, it's a restful uh, thing. So as we were playing with our little uh, fuzzy sticks, and I'm at the age where um, they used to be called, what did they, what were they called? Pipe cleaners. Well, they don't call them that anymore. I guess we don't use pipes anymore. And this is what Mike made me. He, he uh, made a cat for me. So see what we come up with. Many, many years ago, can you turn my mic up just a tad? I feel like I'm, it is up, okay. <laughs> I feel like I had more volume on the other. Um, many years ago, I uh, took, a, took a yoga class and uh, it was back in the early 00s, back in the early 2000s. And I come from a fitness background. Um, I was a lot thinner back then, but uh, I, I, um, I come from a fitness background and I worked in fitness clubs and taught uh, group fitness and uh, did training and, and all that. And my, my background was high-impact um, aerobics, high-impact group fitness, um, jumping, jumping around in high intensity. And actually, I, I, I kind of liked uh, when people would say, well, you have a lot of energy. I um, was in, what, my 30s back then, when I, actually when I started. And before that, I was working in an office. Um, but as much as I like that, there were a bunch of us who were uh, saying, hey, we should take a yoga class sometime. Now, yoga to me um, was a little woo-woo. And uh, I, I, I don't know if Frank McCollum is, is, is uh, listening online. His daughter teaches uh, yoga as well. And I used to think it was um, very uh, out there, like a little too much that you're just sitting there um, with your legs crossed and your little mudras, that's what they call them and uh, in, in the hands, and I thought, that's so not me. I'm not into doing the ohm. I'm not into all that. That's, that's too far out there. So I, I took a class that was, uh, there was one studio back then in Wilmington. We live in Delaware. There was one studio 
pretty much. I mean, there were other ones, I guess, that were coming up at that time. But this guy was a guru. He was very tall. He looked yoga. He had the ponytail. And uh, he was offering this class, and it was called, um, it was something, it had an athletic uh, uh, name to it. So a bunch of us from the fitness center, you know what, we should take that class. We should, we should do some of those. And actually, um, the class was wonderful because it taught the most basic of poses. It taught like where to stand in, in what's called mountain pose. And, and it was doable. And I thought, well, that's not too bad. It was hot yoga though. And if you've ever been to hot yoga, it is way too hot for, for me. I don't care for it. It's like being in a sauna and I, I get too hot too easily. And uh, those classes weren't being offered anymore. And I went into a regular class and I hated it. And they were doing poses that I could not do, minding that I only taken a few classes before that. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe I can go into this. Well, the guru instructor grabbed my arm and he pulled me into a pose that I was not able to get into. It was probably the last time I took a yoga class. And I thought, if my body can't do this, I can't do yoga. If he has to pull me into this position and it hurt, my body is not cut out for this yoga stuff. So I went back into my high impact. And again, I'm, I'm younger. And um, yoga started to grow in our area. And as I'm getting older, ahem, I start thinking for things of longevity. I start thinking, and, and I'm a, um, I'm a fitness, uh, uh, certified fitness, group fitness instructor. So um, I was thinking of longevity, and I wanted to get into aqua, aqua uh, teaching water classes, which is fantastic. I love doing it. And um, yoga was getting a little more on the scene, so I would take a class here and there, but I still couldn't do the poses. I still felt intimidated doing it. I thought I cannot get my body into, the, into these poses. And I would do a class here, a class there, thinking I can't do these poses. But I'm still thinking of longevity and I'm like, I'd love to get into yoga, but I can't do it. And uh, as, as uh, my longevity for, um, for teaching, I was thinking ahead of that, like I'd love to still be able to do the most basic. Maybe I'll take a training in how to teach. And when somebody, when you should know something um, very logical, but somebody else tells you it, then it's, oh yes, I'm, I can give myself permission. And through these trainings, the, the uh, wonderful instructors, the teachers of the teachers, they were um, teaching us, do what your body can do. Do what's in the realm of what your body can do. If you can't do these poses, there are other ways to do them. There are uh, adjustments that you can make. And I'm thinking, ah, yes, that's wonderful. I need to allow myself to not compare myself to this person here and this person there. If I can't do these poses, there are ways around them. So I was giving myself permission, opening my mind up that I want to be able to do these, but things that I cannot do, I need to, I need to consistently attend these classes, consistently do the practice so that I am able 
to more uh, efficiently move my body. If I'm like this all the time, I need to be opening that up. I need to be thinking of getting older, the ability to, to move the body in, in uh, different planes of motion. And um, in, the old, in, in cars that I don't even know how long ago, uh, the, the, rear, the rear monitors in cars have been out. But I just got a, a, a car with that monitor. Before that, I used to have to turn to look to see what's behind me before I pull out. And I would get, oh, I can't even move this much. I'm so stiff. But now we have the monitor and now I'm lazy. Yay, I got a little more of a laugh. Um, so we have that. But, but anything in different planes of motion, if I'm comparing myself to these twisty people, and the bendy people, with your fuzzy sticks, uh, the bendiness of it, I'm not going to get anywhere because my body cannot do that. Maybe if I were younger and I started earlier, I'd be able to. But the fact of the matter is, there are these uh, poses that I cannot do. So I work within my body to give permission to open myself up and allow allow myself to have that consistency with the classes so that I am able, so that I'm not just doing one here saying I, don't, I can't do it, it's not working for me, do another one, oh, I'm too intimidated, but to do it consistently so that my body is able to function the way I need it to function when I get older, that I'm, that I'm doing the activities of daily living, uh, simple things, walking up and down stairs. Um, I, my husband comes to the nine, so I didn't want to say this, but um, he, he does have uh, some issues and he has to walk two steps at a time or um, two, two steps at a time, like one step and then one step because of things that are happening in his body. And uh, it, it, it can't be helped. It's just the way his body is. But I look at that and I think, can I keep that from happening for myself? The consistency of being in God's word where God is, uh, is raining down on the earth, raining down into my life and allowing my, uh, my spiritual life to be consistent for the long run. In Isaiah, he speaks of the rain and the snow watering the earth to make it bud and to make it flourish. As does the word of God, uh, Isaiah states, the rain and the snow bring about what we need, the seeds for the sower, the bread for the eater. God's word does not come back empty. The word that describes this is the potential, the potential that is going into the seed to provide the nutrients, the potential that is, that is uh, in, in the seeds that is flourishing with the moisture coming down. And it is providing fruitfulness. It is providing life for, for the creatures here who need it. By consistently opening myself up physically to the yoga practice on a consistent basis, I'm able to get the fruitfulness of having my body be able to do things that maybe it wouldn't do if I, didn't, if I wasn't able to, uh, to work it in those areas, to work it in those planes of motion. In our lives, God's word does not come back empty. And he, he returns it for the good. And I always find that to be such a uh, beautiful and uh, comforting thing. Um, in Romans 8.28, he works everything for good. 
The rain will produce the vegetation for life and God will return all the good in our lives. As we are consistently in the word of God, as we are consistently being mindful of prayer, being mindful of when things are not coming about right away, I'm not able, I'm not able to do these uh, poses by doing one class. I'm able to, to make these motions in these different planes because I'm doing it consistently. The seed doesn't come up the first time you water it. Our, our, uh, our spiritual life is not going to flourish. It's not going to come about. It's not going to, uh, to be fruitful by only opening the Bible once, by only, doing, by only saying one prayer. And so many times... Uh, in life, and I, I know this is true for me, that I'll be praying and praying and I don't, re I don't see a change, even though I know better. And maybe somehow subconsciously, I have, uh, I have gotten away from that prayer. I have gotten away from that prayer because I'm not seeing the fruit of it when I have to be consistent with it. When I have to be consistent in praying, knowing that our God is with us, knowing that it will not be returned empty, nothing will be returned empty. When I don't feel like doing my uh, yoga practice, when I don't feel like taking a class, I think there's another day that I'm not working on something that's going to be fruitful in the end. When I'm not uh, getting into my Bible, when I'm not praying, when I'm not in fellowship with someone else, on a consistent basis or uh, skipping a day of prayer, that's another day that I'm allowing the world to come in, that I'm allowing the bad news of uh, the world, that uh, somebody coming up to me and saying, oh, did you hear that there was another stabbing, that there was another this, that there was another that? And yes, I need to know, we need to know these things for the prudency, for the prudence, prudency of, uh, of keeping ourselves protected and how we can uh, be careful in, in certain situations because this is how life is. But if I'm constantly allowing that in and I'm not in the word of God and I'm not uh, in, my, in a uh, fruitful prayer life, I'm going to allow all this to take over. If I am not exercising my body the way I, the way I need it to, I'm going to wind up not being able to do the things. The fruitfulness is not going to come about physically the way I need it to, that I'll be with the aches and pains. And I'm saying this not because, uh, yes, I am. I'm saying it because I want you all to come to my yoga classes on Thursdays. Um, but, but I'm finding it when I'm the worst at coming up with, uh, with sermon titles and, uh, as Kate, our new um, administrative assistant, who's fantastic, by the way, uh, she said, I need a title for your, um, for your sermon. And as I was mulling over the sermon in my, in my mind, I was on a walk. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell her. I, I, I'm just thinking, this, this passage just reminds me of, it reminds me of yoga. So I thought, well, what a, uh, I thought that would be a good parallel for being consistent in the physical realm and being consistent and, and uh, waiting out how God is going to be, uh, how the water, as I said, doesn't produce the seed right away. We have to be consistent with the watering, with the nurturing, with the sunshine, giving that what it needs so that it will produce and come back and, and be fruitful for our lives, for the creature's lives, as well as my body will, 
will be fruitful to me so that I'm able to do things I might not uh, be able to do. In this scripture, uh, Isaiah is also talking about uh, the juniper tree of the thorn bush and the juniper tree and the uh, briars and the myrtle. So the juniper will come about. It's a fruitful tree. It, it gives off that fruit and the myrtle as well. So instead of having that thorn bush and the briars, it is fruitful with, with the uh, beautiful trees instead. So everything is being turned back. The title of this um, chapter was actually, uh, Come to me, all you who, who are thirsty. And I'm always thirsty for the word of God. And I hope you are too, always thirsty. My body is thirsty for being able to move, to have that movement. And with, and with the consistency, I will, I will reap that. And with the consistency of being in the word of God and patience, patience for when I feel that my prayer is not being answered, patience for when I feel that I'm in a valley in my spiritual life, that maybe God is silent, that, may, that, that things aren't working on the, on the time that I was hoping, that I need to be consistent and stay with him and know that he is with me and that he will not return anything empty that will always produce. And I hope that you will take time this week, in the next few days, in the next few hours, to think about areas in your life where you may be feeling a dry spell, where you may be feeling that I'm kind of in a lull with my spiritual life. I'm in a lull with my prayer. I'm not seeing it come through. I've been praying for this forever. But knowing that our almighty God welcomes us, welcomes all those who are thirsty, that it will not come back fruitless. It's comforting to me, and I hope it is to you that that seed will flourish from the moisture in the earth that he sends. That the seed will flourish when we are in Bible study, when we are committing each day. When we are committing each day to that prayer time, when we are committing each day to, to fellowship with one another, to lift each other up, when we are committing ourselves to, uh, if you're able to do it, some form of exercise so that our bodies are able to move efficiently. And I always say, in the end, be able to do his work, to be able to go forth from here. When I do, um, when I do yoga classes, I, I um, again, because I, it's, I take it in a different way. I start with prayer and, and focusing on um, leaving the cares of the world behind, whatever we came back in, whatever we came in with, leave it at his feet and focus on our physical bodies to do his will. And then we end with prayer for safety, for praying for, praying for one another. So I hope this week, if you, if you will take a little time and say, where am I feeling that something isn't fruitful? Where do I need to be a little more steadfast, be a little more patient, be a little more persevering? Just as we don't have to be bendy, and I can't wait to see what you guys have come up with. I see everybody's heads down, so I know you're, you're working on them quite well. 
You don't have to be bendy to do yoga. You can do yoga. I don't have to wonder if what I am doing in my life will come back fruitful. I don't have to worry if my God is caring for me. Almighty God, we are so thankful that no matter what you provide, that you bring it back on us, you bring it back to us, not empty, never empty in your word, God, in your works in our lives. Help us to be focused on remaining focused on you as we come to you in thirst for, you, for more of you. In Jesus' name, amen.